podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 105 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Episode 105 of the Weird Podcast is not to be confused with the radio channel U105 because that would be strange of me to be promoting U105 when I'm currently on the books at BBC Radio Ulster. But you know what? I'm not going to be one of these guys that says you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. It's a free country. It's a free world. You can make your own choices, albeit I would judge you if you were to listen to you 105 ahead of BBC Radio Ulster. But I know you're not listening to either of those currently as you're listening to my weird podcast, probably on Apple Podcasts, probably on SoundCloud, probably on Spotify. But guys, wherever you're listening to it, whether it be in... Uh, Walkman in an iPhone in a in a fucking room by yourself listening to it streaming off a PC in prison. I don't care where you're listening to it. Thank you for listening to the weird podcast. Listen, guys, my podcast is coming to you this week from a place of quiet serenity. Um, yes, my dining room as per, but also. I've had a week of ups and downs, probably more downs uh, than ups, I guess. And a lot of that is in my head, in my head, zombie. Yeah, that's, of course, a swing cover of the Cranberry Classic Zombie. That's easy to say, the Cranberry's Classic, the Cranberry's Classic, the Cranberry's Classic, the Cranberry's Classic, the Cranberry's Classic. Blah, blah, blah. Uh. Hard to say unless you're a scat man. But yeah, it's been a bizarre week. Again, I've had a few things happen that have made me go, oh, for fuck's sake. And then I've just gone, you know what? Shit happens. But hey, as I think it may have been, it might have been Gandhi. Not not the sexy one. The wee one that wears laundry. Him that wears bed sheets, said it. Um, and this is a direct quote in the accent and style of Gandhi, how he delivered this particular classic quote. It's not about how hard you can hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Which, of course, he said um, as he was starring in the classic film Rocky, um, probably seven or nine, I don't give a fuck, but that's the point. This is what this week has been. It's been a week whereby I've had uh, more setbacks than forwards. As you know, as listeners of the podcast, I started my tour this week, right? You know, it's been a mad week. It's been a mad week. Not not a real song, I don't know what. <laughs> hey, guys, maybe I am having a breakdown. Um, <laughs> in my head, I was thinking of that song. It's been a while since I could... Oh my head up high, it has been a while. And then at the same time, Manic Mondays by the Bangles. And I just went, it's been a mad week. And hey, I also sang that in the style Take That with the song, uh, I didn't even know what one. It's been a long, we've come a long way. Yeah. But we're not too sure where we've did it. We've had success, that classic, and just came out with, it's been a mad week, Jamona. But yeah, it's it's been been weird. Like I, I, ha, I had a little a little a little bit of jet lag from my trip. I mean, I don't like to say I'm one of these ones. It's like, oh no, I'm stricken with jet lag. But hey, I came back from New York and straight into just normal life again. And you know what? Difficult. You know, difficult. Um. I I just was powering on straight home on the Tuesday and then I on Thursday was starting off my tour with a tour show in in Dublin. Now if any of you guys out there are coming to the shows, the tour, that's great now. You'll know I've said a lot of this through the podcast, but the tickets are available on shine.net. There's a direct link on my Instagram page where you can get tickets. If you're coming to the London show, the tickets are available pardon me, on the Museum of Comedy website. Easy enough to get. Whereas the first show in Dublin was a fucking shambles. I was told, right, that 
you just pay in the door right now. Assuming that if you pay in the door, there'll be somebody on the door to take payment, you know. Assuming that there would have been some kind of promotion, right? Come to Dead Tour, I've heard fuck all about the Dublin show, right? Now, normally if you're doing gigs, you've, you've seen posters about it. You've seen tweets, Instagram stories, Facebook posts. You've seen that, right? First show of my tour in Dublin at the International Bar. Um, I saw nothing, right? And I was like, all right, this seems a little bit weird. Spoke to the promoters who were like, no, no, we spoke to the bar, they're all grand, everything's moving forward. And I was like, all right, but I've definitely put out a, a, a couple of posts, like tagging the bar, being like, you know, this is happening. No engagement or acknowledgement at all from the bar and I thought right something's awry I thought on a Thursday you know I was getting feeling a bit uneasy and on Thursday I went right fuck this I'm just gonna ring the bar directly rang the bar and some uh, lady answered the phone and I was like hey I'm supposed to be doing a tour show tonight um I just want to know what I need to do and she was like uh I don't know if any any tour shows going on, and I was like, all right, that's good, that's great news, delighted, I'm like, no, it's the comedy, and she goes, oh yeah, there's a comedy club, but I don't know if it's, um, and I went, okay, well, that seems a bit weird, she's like, listen, I'm not the person that books the, the, the comedy club, can you just email this dude, and then she gave me this email address of the guy who apparently books this room in the International, right, so I emailed him, being like, listen, I've just been on your website there, I've seen a lot of advertisement for the comedy club tonight. Nothing about my show. Um, just wondering, has there been some kind of mix-up? You know, are you promoting the show or, you know, not? And that was fine. You know, grand. Expected. Listen, the guy will be signed. He'll reply to my email and will be sorted, right? That's, I mean, strange of me to think that, that somebody might respond to your emails, you know, oh, well, just checking my emails there, and still, hey, now, after the show, not replied to my email, so, I just assumed, listen, I spoke to Shine, they were like, no, we spoke to them, and apparently it's Grant, I was dead on, I said, no, is it 8 o'clock, that was what I was led to believe, the show was at 8 o'clock, and they're like, oh, no, no, it's 7, and I went, right, well, that fucks things up, because I have to make my way from work to Dublin, and ready to perform, in almost breakneck speed, you know, it's like, it made me go, oh, bollocks, because I plan to pick up Aaron Butler, who's doing support for me on the tour, and I would have a nice drive down, you know, maybe stop, get a coffee on the way down, just go for a set, just kind of, you know, get in the mood for it a bit, because hey, first, first ever gig on the first ever tour that I'm doing, you know, now to speak about it, kind of a big deal, you know, kind of a, a big deal for me personally, and got down to Dublin, Got down to Dublin for about 10 to 7, alright. And um, Butler had to go by himself. He had to go before me just to make sure he was in and he could have started and I could have just jumped on. But um I get there and he's like, Yeah man, there's nothing in this bar to say that anything's going on. The staff don't know the show's going on. And I went, Alright, that's great. Is there any people there? And he's like, Well, there's four people. And I went, you know what? That's something, hey? That's something. So I was driving on down. Then when I got in the city centre of Dublin, my phone just decided to go, hey man, you don't need any more 4G. Fuck that. Cuts me out, so I don't know where I'm going. No directions, no Google Maps. I'm sitting in slow traffic. I'm getting stressed. I'm sweating. I'm not feeling great. I need a shit, all right? And when you need a shit, you feel really uneasy. You know, you feel like, like I would say in life, some of the most regrettable decisions have been made by somebody who needs a shit because you will say anything when you need a shit, when you need a shit, you will concede, like, I mean, you know what, I reckon if Boris Johnson got Jay Corbs on a day when he needed a shit, and he was like, Corbyn, will you sign off my Brexit deal, and, and Corbyn was in a rush to the Johns, he would just be like, for sure, sign it off, you know, he would do that in a heartbeat, and I think, you know, if you, if you got Arlene Foster just about to take the kids to the pool, and he went, here, Arlene, 
write a note to say the gays are sound. Hugo, absolutely, just let me go and bust my ring piece out here into the bogs, right? I And that's how I was feeling. I was stressing, I was sweating, I was nervous. I was in slow-moving traffic, right? So I got through this light and I'm waiting to go along. And then all of a sudden, a tram decides to come right across me. And I'm like, I'm about to die here. I've come here to do my first tour show. And guess what? Shock horror, big man's going to die. So then, when you're already in a state of anal dilation, the last thing you need is to think, hey, you're about to die. Because people do say that whenever you die, one of the last things you do before you die is shit. That's why a lot of people are found on the toilet, because it's just the body's way of going, fucker, I'm done. I'm done, fucker. (laughs) Die. You know, that's just the way your body works. So I was like, oh, you know what? Listen, this has been a much of a fucking shambles. If this dude had just emailed me, I didn't have to fucking drive straight from work to Dublin to do a show, but no one was there. You know, that pissed me off a lot. Got down there, saw the room. You know, just an empty room, basically. No setup, no nothing, no no bar staff, no anything. There was not a single. Like, you would have sworn I didn't exist if you were in the bar where I was doing a show. Now, if I, it's a bar where I'm doing shows... Um, at home, you at least have posters. Like, I've been getting people messaging me about my London gig in the Museum of Comedy saying, oh, you saw your posters. Other comedians be like, hey, man, I was in the Museum of Comedy. I see you're doing a show. Cool, I'll check it out. You know, and then you're going, that's good. You know, where's this bar? Nothing. And when Butler actually spoke to one of the bar staff, they were like, oh, yeah, somebody actually came in and asked about a comedy show, but we just told them, what oh, doesn't start till a quarter to nine because that was their own comedy show that was on. So it was kind of like, all right, so the staff don't know. They've literally turned people who were coming to watch me away. Now, he says it was a group of people. I think it was about six. If I had six, I would have brought up the ten. I would have done a show. Wouldn't have been, um, you know, earth-shattering. It would have probably, you know, but at the end of the day, if people are there to watch the show, if I had enough, if I had double figures, I've done the Edinburgh Fringe, I would have put a show on for the people that have come. But nah, the international turned the people away. So guess what? I wasn't happy wasn't happy I was like you know what fuck this this is it you know here's me trying to you know better myself I've got this show my dad's show I've been working on it now I've done it three to four times it's in a place where I like it I actually can say to myself I think this is a good stand-up comedy show I feel like it's at a level where I feel I should be first couple of times I did the show thought it was shit dropped a lot of material worked it and I feel now like hey I'm not Pinocchio the wooden boy anymore I'm Pinocchio the real boy and this show is going to show people what I'm all about. So then I turned down Dublin, nothing. And to be to tell you I was disappointed was an understatement. Now, as I said, I couldn't let that drag me down massively. The guys who came out to the show, very sound. You know, I appreciate you guys coming out. Um, you know, it means a lot to me for you doing that. Again, I apologise that I'm not even going to blame. I can't blame Shine. I can't blame myself. The only people I can blame for this is the International Bar. Now, I mean... They'll lose no sleep over this, but I will not be ever doing another tour show there again. Like, if you're doing a tour show, you're doing it in a venue, you'd at least expect there to be a poster up in the bar. You know, just for people might be like, oh, I'm having a drink, maybe I'll pop up and see this guy who's one of the best comedians in Northern Ireland who very rarely gigs down here. You know, does it sound big-headed? Yeah, probably, but it's facts. You know, I am one of the best comedians up here at the minute, you know. And very rarely do we gig down there because there's kind of a, a weird vibe. You know, it's not often. Again, we'll have people up here. You know, we'll book acts up here, no problem. But will you get booked down there? Nah. And I mean, listen, I feel like I'm too long in the tooth to be getting out and going down to Dublin to pander to people to get spots. Do you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm happy enough gigging here. I'm running a great club up here. I'm doing gigs up here. I'm having a nice time. And I just thought, you know what? The people who are in Dublin, I'd like to do a show for them. But then Dublin... Fuck me. So right now, I'm bitter about Dublin, right? But (coughs) after the show, I thought, listen, I could get really annoyed about this. I've driven down. I've used a full tank of petrol. I've paid my tolls. I'm here. I can just, you know, turn on my heels and go back home and see my family. You know, that might be, made me feel a bit better. However, it fucking, it lit a fire under me. Made me go, you know what? I'm never going to let things get to this level again. Never. I'm never going to be blasé enough. I'm going to push. I'm going to do my own PR if I need to. I'm going to just make things happen myself. So that way, I have no excuses. I know what's going on. I'm plugging stuff, and I'm making it happen. 
So I've got a positive attitude from that. That whole experience has has taught me, hey, listen, nothing's a given. You need to do things yourself. And if I ever do a gig in Dublin again, I'll do it in a bar that's got, you know, a bit of support for you. That'll retweet your tweets, what you're mentioning, that you're doing a show in the bar. We'll maybe put a poster up. You may put something on their website that, that actually advertises things. You know, maybe get behind you a bit, but the international can, hey, suck my dick. I'm not in the some words here. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is funny and blah, blah, blah. Nah, international bar, suck my balls and dick. You know, you, you wouldn't need a large mouth to fit the both of them in, the full set. But you can do it, I'll not be back. And I'm sure you'll lose no sleep over it, but hey, I think you've done me a shitty deed here. And, you know, that's my, my, my views on it. But I'm moving forward. My show is going to then officially debut at Brickwork in Derry, London Derry, whatever you want to call it. I don't care because I'm not I'm not into that stuff. I just want people to have a good time. So it's this Sunday coming the 17th. So hey, if you're in the west side um, of Northern Ireland, if you're in the west side of America, if you're in those west side Blood V Crips gangs, if you're in, I know, Westlife, come to the show. The good thing about this particular show is the tickets are online. They're on shine.net. The link's in my bio, all that stuff. It's there because um, the, this these venues are proper venues, you know, as opposed to that classic that I was in in Dublin. So, um, you know, I haven't actually got my ticket, uh, my ticket info back. I'm still trying to get a date confirmed for OMA. I don't know what has held that up. Um, I'm also trying to get a date confirmed for Belfast in January because I'm just going to do the limelight with my show because um, I'm telling you it's going to be a good time. So at the end of the day, I'd, I, I would rather take a risk of doing a show and not have sellouts and just have a really good time than I would, you know, not having the balls to try. I'd rather go, oh, I wonder if, I'd rather go, oh, I failed at that than, oh, I wonder if I did this, you know. So that's where we're at. But hopefully now... The rest of the tour will go swimmingly. By the time I get back to you next week, I probably won't have done my tour show um, because I'll have to record this on Friday next week as opposed to my usual slot of Sunday because I'll either be driving back from Derry in a great form being like, I am a real comedian, or driving back being like, um, Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. You know, but on on the flip side of that, right, guys, there is there is a flip side. You know, things have been, you know, looking up in the last day. You know, I ended up having a bit like I've been focusing so much on this tour show, which let me just plug, by the way, Sunday the 17th of November is in Brickwork in Derry. It is a very sexy room. It's not a massive room. So if you're from that neck of the woods, come and see the show. I'll be doing a re- reworked version of a dad show with Aaron Butler as support. Same will be happening on, I'm going to say Saturday the 14th. I'm just throwing it out there. Saturday the 14th of December in Bogans in Oma. Friday the 13th of December, I'm doing the Roisin Duva in Galway. And Wednesday the 18th of December, I am doing the Museum of Comedy in London. Which, they're the only ones that I know how my tickets are selling. And shock horror, they're selling pretty well. I was like, you know what, I feel oddly confident. I seem to know people um, in London. I seem to have podcast listeners in London. So if you're one of these guys, you're like, hey, I must check out this this broad you know, get yourself on the shine.net and get tickets for the 18th of December. Then I will confirm a Belfast show. I was going to do a show in, in Uri, but it's taken um, too long to get sorted. So I might just ply on and then do a, a show next year out in those parts. Um, but guess we're not doing a show next year. Fucking fuck Dublin. You know, fuck you guys. I'm all about Galway. Galway's the best place in Ireland. The best place. Yeah, other gigs this week, just to fly through. Pug Ugly's on the 14th. Um, we've only gone and got Colin Murphy to headline. What about that? Um, I'm a man, Fraser Rob, the infamous delinquent, is uh, doing support. That's his full new stage name that I've just given him there. Um, and then on Friday the 15th of November, I am hosting a, a night, a charity night for the 33 to infinity charity which will be a really nice gig there's very limited tickets left there's going to be 
um, myself, like hosting. And I say hosting, I assume it'll just be MCing. I hope it's not like proper hosting because I mean, I'm not hosting an MC. So I'm doing that. Then there's uh, she and Todd will be there if, if he decides to show up. Um, there'll also be Paddy Rafferty's on. Um, and the rapperies, the rapperies are a wee musical troupe. So, all in all, it's going to be a pretty fun night for a very good cause. Um, I'm going to talk more about that on next week's podcast, um, which I'm now, as I say this, realise I'll have to record on Saturday because I can't do it um, on Friday because I'll be doing this gig and also the radio show in Radio Ulster, the Shane Todd Show, which I am sidekick on as I keep being called which I love I love being called Shane sidekick it's amazing you know it's amazing. not co-host sidekick alright he loves it but anyway that's, it's been really great fun to do um, the Shane Todd show is on at 5 past 6 every Friday and guess what speaking of uh, needing to go to the toilet for number 2 um, this week the, the 15th is going to be the first time we do the show live so I'm going to have to cut out all my, my, my fucks from my my day-to-day speech and hopefully we don't get taken off the air after one episode live because that would be so bad, you know. But hey, we're looking forward to that. Um, we have done a couple of pre-recorded episodes so far because I've been on holiday, Shane's been on holiday. You know what, I haven't really actually spoken to Shane and heard his voice in about three weeks because he's been away, I've been away. I'm starting to thinking. Maybe he's dead. Maybe someone has kidnapped him, killed him, and just taken his phone and has been texting me. Because some of the banter he's been coming out with over the last three weeks has not been up to his usual standard. It's been weird, albeit we're in different time zones over the course of the few weeks. But at the same time, it's odd. I need him back in NI, back in Ulster, back in North Down, back in God's County. And I need to be able to see him face-to-face, man-away, man-O-S-A-A-S-A, to know he's all right. And also to do the Boytown podcast because I've just sabotaged this now. Dave Elliott's Boytown podcast. What you gonna do? Um, but yeah, that radio show has been doing quite well. A lot of people have been saying nice things about it. You know, it's been fun to do. I'm also fully better from we cold. Listen to my voice. Oh yeah, I can sing. I can harmonize. Not with myself because that would be, but that would win. Britain's Got Talent if you could harmonize with yourself um, but hey I'm feeling like that's an exciting time and I'm looking forward to seeing how the live shows go I'm actually when I finish recording this podcast going to do um, a, l- a little bit of prep for it because you know I want to get the prep done early I hate being a last minute guy and then you get really stressed and then you panic and then I'm trying to promote my show on Sunday and oh it's just too much to, to worry about so I'm going to start prep ahead get my segments um, done and then just be ready for the live recording and then I guess that'll be me a proper uh, I mean I'm not DJ because I'm not spinning decks but um, I, guess, I guess I'm just going to be on the, on the airwaves live and hey who knows who knows where that'll go because if you've listened to this podcast before you've seen this live podcast you've seen my Boytown podcast live, hey, you'll know things are a bit strange and it can go down weird tangents, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes with a live radio record this week, definitely. Um, check it out because the transition period will be interesting to listen to. But yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit negative in this podcast. I'm trying not to be. You know, I just, I wasn't actually coming in to record the podcast on a negative note. You know, I wasn't feeling like I was going to be too negative on it, but I started speaking about Dublin again. It's just got me, it's got me really bloody angry. So, you know, apologies for that. Hopefully, you will uh, still be able to forgive me and enjoy, you know, listening to my content without thinking what a bitter bastard this guy is. But, um, listen, let's cut a, cut a knife through this and move on. You know, this negative, I'm going to have a drink of cold water and hopefully that'll make me feel in a better mood, lift my brow a little taste. Because other than that, I've had a, had a great weekend. Um, my wife Catherine was working a lot, which sucks. You know, I don't like it when we get to... Again, listen, let me be positive. My wife was working, which fucking sucks. <clears throat> no, um, but on the bright side, she's only working until three, so we got to spend 
a decent amount of time together. And also, I have a 10-year-old nephew coming to stay. Now, here's where it's weird. He has only become my nephew through marriage, right? So whenever I was going out with Catherine and we were just boyfriend and girlfriend and not husband and wife, I wasn't his uncle. I was just a guy. <laughs> you know, I was just a dude that was dating his auntie, right? So um, it's definitely weird that I'm I'm an uncle now, you know? Um, but, like, I didn't think that was something that happened, that you could just get married and get nephews, you know? And what was weird was before I became his Uncle Dave, which is a weird thing to be called, he just called me Big Davey, which, when you're a 10-year-old, uh, is kind of funny. He's like, all right, Big Davey. And I'd be like, yeah, Ethan, man, I'm good. What about you? He's like, ah, I'm not too bad. And then I got married, and I was like, listen, you may call me Uncle Dave now, which sounds very creepy, doesn't it? Call me Uncle Dave now. I'm your uncle now. <laughs> but whatever, before, it's just Big Davey, which sounds like somebody... That you would like you like your nickname down at working man's club. If you were a darts player, you'd be called right big Davey. Oh, you know. So it was kind of funny that I transitioned to that. But it was good having him here. He's um ten, and he's like just football mad. He's a fun guy to be around. You might have seen him if you watch any of the videos that I did with the IFA. I did a video where I brought him to his first game. He was very funny in that video. But that's my my nephew, and I had him to stay and. It was it was weird because he he came and uh, on, on Saturday evening right and we we're looking after him as grand obviously when you have a ten year old you want to entertain them some way so I brought him to my mum and dad's house and I watched the Arsenal match with him because he's a massive football fan stuck so thought you go around watch football let Catherine Holly just hang about for a bit you know that'll be fine and then went home and on the way home stopped to get petrol and said here listen why don't get yourself some sweeties and call me your uncle <laughs> so. Got sweets. That was grand. Came back, stuck a movie on the whole time. He's just bored. And then I was like, what do you want to do? And he was like, I want to play FIFA, Big Davey. And I went, right, okay. Thinking to myself, last time I played this guy, I rinsed him. I wasn't his uncle. I was just Big Davey. And he was about eight, and I just tore him apart. I tore him, and you won. And now I'm his uncle. He, he literally, we won a game each, and he was very good. You know, very good at FIFA. I didn't like it. Albeit FIFA 20 is a shit game, and I hate it. But... He, he, he took me apart, and I was fine. Now, after that, he went to bed, slept. I was grand through the night, no problem. Next day, Catherine was going to work early, starting at seven o'clock. You know that's what NHS nurses do. You know they're there for you. They're ready whenever anyone need to come in. They're just there for you. Pay nurses more. You know, because ultimately they deserve it, and also it means there's more coming into my house. You know, more money coming into my house, more money for me to buy linens and silks, you know. So definitely support that. But she went to work early and I just kind of had to look after Holly and Ethan. Now, I didn't know, like, what 10-year-olds are about. Like, I don't know. I could remember back to being 10. I didn't know. So I said to Catherine, listen, does he need any help with anything? Like, you know, can he... Like, can he shower by himself? And she was like, no, no, you need to do that. And I was getting really panicked. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to go and have to shower this guy. And I was getting really stressed out about it, texting Catherine, being like, no, like, what I could do is I could, I could lift them. Because the thing is, we don't have a shower or a bath. We have a shabath. Right, which is like a shower and a bath because we had to get our shower turned into a bath because we had Holly and she needs to be bathed because she's a child, right? So it's quite a it's quite a step to get into the bath to have a shower, if that makes sense. So for a wee boy, that was was panicking me. I was like, "Fuck, how's he going to get out of that? If he falls and dies, I'll be in the doghouse." So that was what I thought. I'd like lift him into the shower, but then thankfully, Catherine, after about ten to fifteen minutes admitted that she was only pulling my leg because I was getting very stressed. I was like, I can't get in the shower with a 10-year-old boy here, Catherine. This is not going to be... What am I going to do? I, you know, what, what if he calls me Uncle Dave? And then I'm, I'm just like, oh, no. And he goes and tells people, oh, my Uncle my, my uncle Dave, he got in the shower with me. And then I'd be like, oh, he's a pedo. And I mean, like, listen, there's a lot of things I don't want to be. Um, You know, second on that list is a pedo. You know, first... 
on that list of things I don't want to be is in the international bar in Dublin again. But second to that is a pedo, and that was very stressful. So after that hole, he just he just had a quick shot himself. That whole scenario was dealt with, and then I sort of thought, right, what do you want for breakfast, mate? And he goes, I'm thinking, Weetabix, cornflakes, a banana, we can hook you up. I've got your back. You know, holler if you hear me. Big bad booty daddy, Uncle Davey, is your hookup, right? And he goes, well, pancakes and bacon and maple syrup. And I'm going... Why do you support ice hockey, you fucking moron? I'm like, what? Yeah, I can't supply you with that. And he goes, oh, it's all I want. All right, fuck's sake. So then I ended up packing Holly into the car, packing Ethan into the car, and just going out for breakfast, which was really nice. It was good fun. I had a nice breakfast Holly at more than a child her age should ever eat. I've, I've never seen a child eat as much. And then Ethan has pancakes. So, I mean, that was a successful day of uncling, you know. And then I just leave him off at his granny's house. And that was my Sunday. Then I ended up going for a wee walk. As you tell, I'm very tired. I feel like I had a wee bit of a bad a bad night last night with Holly sleeping. She was just up a couple of times in the night and then decided to fully just get out of bed, ready for action at a quarter to seven, which wasn't um, factored into my plans for the weekend, to be totally honest. But hey, we got that done. And then now I'm going to... Um, wrap this up and do a wee bit more work, you know, and then go to bed and get a good night's sleep. And hopefully next week will be a more positive week for me than this week. Because, hey, this week, guys, I've said it once, I've said it again, I'll say it again, suck dick. Um, let me see, have I talked about any gigs? Yep, I've talked about all my gigs. Matura shined on that. Check out my social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram is Dave Elliott Comedy. Not really using Facebook that much, so probably just follow me on Instagram and also Twitter, the Dave Elliott, because hey, Dave Elliott Comedy is too long a handle, which is ironic because there's nothing about me that's too long. You know, maybe too much weight for some things home, but definitely not too long. Um, so yeah, that's that. Also, as I keep saying, rate and review the podcast. I got a beautiful, a beautiful review from listen i'm going to try and pronounce your name here but if i get this wrong i don't mean any offense by it i believe it is a, an italian friend giacomo de Chiel. i hope um and this beautiful review i said weird but wonderful this podcast is absolutely hilarious and always fresh and original never fails to get me in a good mood well giacomo i'm gonna say if you've gotten a good mood listening to the podcast this week you're, you're of a dark sense of humour because I've been a negative Nelly and I apologise for that. Plus the time and work Dave puts into it is clear from its quality. Hashtag subscribe. That is what I call a beautiful review of my podcast and it makes me feel really, um, makes me feel really nice inside, especially after having a difficult week, you know. So guys, what I'm saying is if you want to be, be more Giacomo, Get on to the Apple Podcast and rate and review the podcast. The more reviews I get, like, clustered at once, the better. And then I can sort of, like, look at maybe climbing into the charts and then, like, you know, just being a, being a real boy again, you know, just doing doing more stuff for the podcast. Again, I'm, I'm actually getting uh, my GoPro this week. Believe it or not, my Patreon people have, have supported me enough that I can get my wee GoPro camera. But whether or not I'll have the skills... Or, you know, time to master that and set it up to record a weird podcast next week with the camera. Probably not, but it, but it, it's it's in, in coming. You know, it's coming in, and I'm going to just because I'm opulent to order a sign as well because I don't like to do a podcast without the actual without a background. Like seen Boy Town before, I got the sign done for it. Look shit. You know, but now it looks very sexy, very bespoke, very sleek. Speaking of Boy Town, the podcast that I did with Shane Todd, he's not been on it for like six weeks or whatever. He is back this week, so he tells me. Um, we're doing a live podcast on the 20th of November. And again, you can get tickets from that from the Limelight. I think it's just on Ticketmaster. I don't know why it's not on Shine.net. More things for me to discuss with the guys. Christ, I'm going to have a busy week, aren't I? Um, but I'm, I'm heading this week with a positive fervor. You know, I'm coming in. Hard. I'm not coming in like a negative Nelly this week, you know, because it makes it just brings. If you're down, it brings others around you down. So hey, listen. If you guys are feeling down, 
talk to people about it. Get yourself out of a rock, rock rut. Get yourself out of a rock too. Why are you playing rugby when you listen to this podcast? That's weird in itself. But get yourself out of a rut. And the first step to doing something, the first step to changing how you feel is addressing how you feel. You know, if you keep all that held in, you know, it's only going to become a heavier weight on your shoulders where if you talk about it, put it out there into the world, it makes things a bit easier. Listeners' questions this week. First question is from John Joe Flood. Salutations, Daddy. It's been said that when a male honeybee climaxes, his testicles explode, killing him instantly. My question today is, when Shane finally has sex, do you think he'll suffer the same fate of those little honey makers? Stay weird, stay sexy. Um, you know what? Maybe that's what's happened. Maybe he has just burst, his testes have burst, and that's maybe the reason why he's... Um, being MIA, he says he's in America doing doing shows. He may just be his testicles might have exploded, and he might just be needing plastic surgery. Maybe that's what happens. Hopefully, he will recover soon because hey, he needs to be on the radio on this Friday. So, with any luck. But cheers to the question, John Joe. You're a good man. And as uh, said last week, John Joe has a Movember page, which I myself contributed to so I mean listen if I can do it you guys can do it let's get the weird universe together let's get all the weirdos and support John Joe um, again I've tried to give him a shout out before about the link on his Instagram page but it turns out that his Instagram handle is really really weird so I'm going to try and find that now it's JJFL00D which I suppose is just John Joe Flood isn't it except instead of the OO it's two zeros maybe he's done that by accident but listen He's got a, he's got a, a Movember page, and he wants some support, and I've given it, I've given him. So if I can give it him, you can give it him. Do you know what I mean, Shamoon? So let's get get the weirdos behind him, and let's get his uh, target hit. I mean, he's done it. He's only gone and done it. His targets hit two fifty. Go ahead, sir. Well played. But hey, keep donating to him if you can. The more the merrier for the great for a great cause, which is Pips Mental Health. Um, in Belfast, so get get on John Joe's page and support that. Next question, David Platt. Fair play to you, David. You've had a tough life. Very difficult time. That whole thing with Richard Hillman and your mum, dodgy. Then also whenever that guy who was your mate molested you, that was a terrible time too. But again, that's maybe just in Coronation Street. Hopefully that's not happening to this David Platt, the ex-footballer, I assume. Not much of a question, just around a bit of info. Being a long-term weird slash Boytown podcast listener, my nine-month-old daughter is getting her front teeth at the minute, and every time she gives me a big cheesy grin, I call her a gap-toothed stonehead. She's a wee chunky monkey with a gap tooth between with a gap between her front teeth. Needless to say, my wife is not keen on the new pet name for Lila, but it suits her down to the ground. Hope you don't mind me using your nickname for my beloved daughter, even though my wife does. Lol. P.S. My wife does not listen to the podcast nor know of your existence. So to her, it's even more strange when I try to explain that this is a nickname of a guy whose podcast I listen to. For a start, David, you put a photo of your daughter here. To be fair, she is cute, but also definitely a gap to Stonehead. She's got that sweet gap in her teeth. She's got the London look. It's a style. It's a unique style. It's a style only the best people have. You know, so what I'm saying is she's destined for greatness. Also, someone who is not destined for greatness is your wife who doesn't know of my existence. Listen, explain to her this guy is a very funny comedian. She should check out some of his stuff. And you know what you should definitely do, David? If you want, if you live in like one of those weird places I'm going on tour, bring your wife. Bet she laughs. Bet she laughs at what I say. And if she doesn't, Craig Walker, Papa Chief, there's been a complete fucking disaster at the Walker household and I need some advice. My toaster is broke. Oh no. My usual breakfast of scrambled eggs and toast has come to a halt and I ain't one of these weird guys who uses a grill for toast. Respect, my man. Um, any recommendations for bespoke toasters? P.S. Hope you had a nice time in the Big Apple, cocksucker. Hey man, I had a super time in the Big Apple. Um, very, very nice time. Do I have any recommendations for bespoke toasters? Um, you know, I'm not a big 
toaster guy, albeit whenever I had the disaster in my house, when it was like a medieval, I say medieval, biblical, obviously, and it was floods and it was soil pipe and it was shit everywhere, I got a new toaster and I got this. All I know is it's a, it's a tail coloured toaster to match my kitchen because that's what happens when you get married to somebody who thinks they're Anna Ryder Richardson. You know, they think they are on grand designs. They think they're on changing rooms. They're like, we're going to paint this to this. We need a feature wall. It's going to do this. We need to make sure it matches. Hey, does it toast bread? Yeah, there you go. Does it boil water? Yeah, who gives a fuck what it looks like, right? But my wife has got this toaster. And to be fair, you can put four pieces of bread into it and it makes four pieces of toast all equally toasted to a perfect level without being burnt. And I mean, that's impressive. Now, I don't know what brand it is. All I know is it's tail in colour. And they also get a, a a tail kettle. That was easy for me to say. But what I would do to you, listen, it feels like to me you've got a slight dose of OCD if you can't stray from that. What I would say to you to do is, listen, keep some Weedabix in your cupboard just for a rainy day, for the time you think, listen, I mightn't have any toast from a scrambled eggs. You could just go totally lean and just eat the eggs, but that's not sweet. You need to have that that toast. So keep some Weetabix in the cupboard. Keep a banana and just have Weetabix and banana. Or alternatively, have rice cakes, banana and peanut butter. Or alternatively, just like, go to McDonald's. You know, just go to McDonald's, get yourself um, the McMuffin, the double bacon egg McMuffin, Get yourself a coffee and a hash brown. Boss your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Fuck the toaster, my man. Eight Star Helen has said, I think I missed uh, the last podcast questions. You did, Helen, because you asked the question like 10 past 2 or whatever in the morning, and I recorded the podcast at 10 past 1. Aha. No, you're joking. You, just, you literally just missed the call for questions. I literally closed my laptop and then went on and said, oh, there's another question. Sorry about that, Helen. Um... As I was, uh, as before, I was wondering how your fry rating was going. My youngest is in preschool now, and um, for two and a half hours in the morning, so I have my time to go for a leisurely breakfast. But I don't want to spend money on subpar fries. Anywhere between East Belfast and Bangor is fine. Cheers. Now, as you know, Helen, I'm going to do a book on Bangor fries. I think I should just do books, a book on um, Northern Irish fries. In fact, hey, hey, here's a TV show idea. I think we should pitch, I'm going to pitch this to BBC, Dave does breakfasts, where I just travel the length and breadth of Northern Ireland. I, I, I'd even do Ireland, apart from Dublin, and just see where I can get the best fry, which has the aspects that I need in a fry. Now, the fry that I had this morning, when I was taking my nephew and my daughter out for breakfast, I had, went to the Guillemot and Bangor, which is a good fry. It's up there. Again, the only problem with the Guillemot, I feel like their toast is too swanky. Of like wee bits of, I don't know, soda bread toast, but they're like fingers. I like a bit of toast, you know, but the actual, the sausages they have, mm, the bacon, mm, the eggs, mm, everything is delicious. So I would highly recommend that. I, I'm, I'm swaying towards it being one of the best breakfasts in Bangor. I think it might be the top, but hey, I haven't actually, I'm going to, maybe I should work out a scoring system and then just go around and mark that. You know, that's what I might do. That would be, yeah. Uh, a great idea. Um, let me see. Oh, well, my wife just sent me a picture of my daughter who was in, she's put to bed. But uh, when she's a baby, she sleeps in like this, this like for any known parents out there. If you're a parent, you'll know exactly what it means when you say it's a sleeping bag. It's basically just where you pop a baby in, zip it up and clip two buttons at the top. The arms are out, but the legs are in. And Holly is just getting into stripping at the minute. Um, you know, not a profession I dreamed my daughter to go into but hey listen if it makes her happy and pays the bills but she's just stripped off her sleeping bag and thrown it out of her cot and now she's sleeping with two legs just through the gaps in her cot which is probably potentially going to cause her an injury during her sleep and I mean it's pretty twatty of her to do that but you know once I finish this podcast I'll go and sort it out Children, eh? Who'd fucking help them? Matt Rooney, hey Dave, I support a lot of podcasts from back home, but yours is the one that I look forward to every week. Maybe it's because I'm a dad, I don't know. But what I know is I fully believe in your pursuit to become a full-time comedian extraordinaire. You know what, Matt, before I say anything else, I just want to say thank you, it's really nice. 
you know, I believe in that too. Yes, that belief took a wee bit of a kick in the pills with regards to the, the situation in Dublin. But listen, two step back, one step forward, and then another few steps forward and we're ahead of ourselves again, you know? Um, but the question is, what's the weirdest thing you've experienced in a public toilet? I remember being 15 or so, an elderly man leant over to me at the urinal and said rather creepily, more than two shakes, it's a wank. <laughs> um, plus also my number plate says, Mass your dad and nobody has an idea. Gets me through a day. That, to be fair, he sent me a photo of his license plate and it legit does say, Mass, ma, Mass your dad. Or if, depending on where you read it, you could say Mass or da. You know, Mass or da. Sounds very Welsh, clearly. Um, but yeah, that is pretty creepy. And old manly, more than two shakes and it's a wank. You know, that's quite weird, actually, because whenever I remember once I was in the toilet and I had a wee bit of a dribble, you know, when I was at the urinal and I just um, tried to keep, I just kept shaking the dribble until I came, you know. But um, the weirdest thing that I have ever experienced in a public toilet is it's the it's the guy who, uh, I think I've talked about him in the podcast before, uh, was shouting at his, at his, uh, at his arse. When he was doing his shit. Um, and he was literally going, Oh, you busted. Get out of my ass. Oh, you fucking busted. Get out of my ass. In fact, here it is. I found a video. Let me see if I can get him. This is a genuine recording I took of a guy in Pug Uglies before I did a gig. This is strange. Right, hold on, see if we can get the noise. Try that again for the didn't quite. He goes, oh, you busted, get out of my ass. Listen, hold on, try again. Now, how did I have time to record that? I'll tell you why, because I was dropping a bomb pre-gig, right? And this guy, I just came, like, there's two, two cubicles beside each other. This guy comes bombing in, door swings open. Um, not to my cubicle, thank God, but I just hear the door swing and then shut. I just hear, oh, fucking bastard. Oh, you fucking, get out my ass, you fucking bastard, you fucking, get out my ass. Go, oh, you fucking bastard, you get out my ass. Now, I don't know whether he was trying to shit or, you know, perform some sort of exorcism, but this carried on from for about... 30 seconds to a minute before I was like, I'm just wiping off here and getting out of here because I don't know what this guy is on or what he could do. But he legitimately was just like trying to exercise the shit out. Get off me, ass, you fucking bastard. Either that or he was having, um, trying to have sneaky gay sex. And either way, he was not enjoying it, whether it was a shit or a bum. But that was that is without doubt the weirdest thing that I've ever heard in a public toilet. And hey guys, hopefully it's a weird thing a lot of you guys have heard as well. Um, Ryan Whiteside said, what's the, what's the story Story with Skypig? I could read that in Sean Connery style. What's the story with Skypig? I had a friend and he said, you bastard, get off my arse. And I said, no, stick your penis up my arse. Um, what's the story of Skypig? It was a story I told in Boytown last week with uh, Aaron Butler. If you haven't checked that, check it out. Long story short, my friend Skypig, who will not say his real name, um, got himself into a little bit of bother. The story's on Boytown's podcast. But Ryan, if you've listened to Boytown you want to know about Skypig, I'm going to tell you now, the problem's been resolved. He's been sorted. The Skypig is off the hook. Reese Hussey has said, afternoon, Papa Dave of the Elliot. Footy question. Um, footy, not footy. Um, thoughts on Emery at Arsenal? I'll answer it. Um, should he get the, the shoe? Yeah, he's not very good. It should be good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Get him out the door. O'Neill from NI to Stoke. How do you feel about that? I think it's a good opportunity for him. Um, yeah, you know what? I think Michael O'Neill's done about all he could do in Northern Ireland. He's really made them... This is kind of the glory days. He's brought the glory days of Northern Irish football back. He's sort of galvanised team, made it a bit more of a cross-community thing, and he's got the support behind the team higher than it's ever been, and I think he's been absolutely brilliant for Northern Ireland, and I think he will be brilliant for Stoke. I hope he is. I'd love to see him get to the Premier League and have a crack at that. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this season, but who knows with Stoke, they could get back again. But I think the time has come for him personally to take a... The only thing he's going to do is 
you know, he's done all he can do really with Northern Ireland, so I think fair play to him and, and good luck. P.S. You did great in the Ulster Hall. Loved the ghost story. Thanks, Reese. Um, that was a really enjoyable bit that it did. I'm probably going to just put some of that set online at some point, but it's not recorded, but I might... What shit am I talking? I'll probably put that set online at some point that I'll do somewhere else. Um, Glenn Lindsay has said... Is it fair to say that you're North Downs podcast king following your takeover of Boytown? Listen, I'm going to say it was that anyway. I don't know if there's anybody from North Down who um, does two podcasts consistently like I do. So, I mean, I think, you know, and if you're alluding to Shane, he lives in Ballinahinch, so he's nothing to do with North Down anymore. He's a sellout, a snake rat, and an abandoner. Um, Nathan Concilia with the last question of the day. Hello, David. Cheers for the advice in last week's pod. No problem, Nathan. But have you have you done your list yet? Have you sat down and worked out the steps to get to greatness? That's what I want to know. This week, something much more serious. I'd love you to discuss the various dongs and peckers of the Premier League and maybe even crown an ultimate champ of the biggest piece. Love, Nathan. That's a very football-heavy end of the podcast. What I'm going to do is... Um, I'm going to speak to you directly, Nathan. I feel like I need to do a bit of research into the length and girth of Premier League footballers. So what I'm going to do is when I, I'm going to park this this week. I want you to write a question for next week's podcast. I want you to just write peace update. And not like, you know, the Good Friday Agreement. I'm talking, you know, dicks. And that's just what I want you to write. Um, the peace, tr- like, peace. Just your question Premier League pieces. That's all I want you to do with a question mark. I'll answer it next week because I'll do some research. I'll look at guys that I think have big penises and I'll talk about it. You know, listen, that's the sort of content you get in this podcast. But hey, it's done for this week. Guys, thanks for listening to my negative rants. Sometimes you get, I get a bit pissed off of stuff. This is one of those. I didn't envision bringing that sort of um, negative energy to the podcast. I apologize if it brought the mood down. It wasn't intended. I think we got through it. Listen, onward and upwards. And I'll see you next week. And listen, more importantly, if you can, spread the word of the podcast. Also spread the word of my tour. If you know people in any of the areas that I'm doing gigs, tag them, tell them to check it out. Tell them to check out the podcast. It helps me and it makes me in a better mood to do the podcast, which will help you in turn. Hey, let's help me to help you to help each other. Let's make the world a better place. Peace up. A town down. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. See you next week.